Hello, my friends. <laughs> this is Andy and Hedia coming to you live from Yorba Linda, California for the Living Fearless Devotional. A production of ResurrectMinistry.com, harnessing the power of the internet to share the gospel to every corner of the earth. And what sharing I did today. I had a very adventurous day today. I'm very excited to talk about that. Uh, so the website, you can find all kinds of content that Andy and I have produced and also content, uh, content from other people, Bible resources, pastors, worship bands, books that we think are pretty cool. And we always love to hear from our guests, uh, drop us a line, uh, send us a comment. And if you get a partner with us, you can click the donate now button. Most importantly with these videos, click share, subscribe, share them with your friends. Um, I got a cool email today from somebody that Andy met, um, at church asking, um, if they could share my website and I'll tell a little bit about that story too. Cause that's a cool story. Very good. Make sure and click on the links that are in the description. Uh, those are people that we are supporting or sponsors of ours. So, and one of them is live life wise or life wise. Sorry. And they have a new product that just came out. It's called shield. It's to help you with your immunity immune system. Nice. And this is, look at this little package. You open up this, how easy it is to take. Hold on. I want to demonstrate this. You open it up. This one tastes like grape. As is. opposed to a, as opposed to a pill. A pill. Yeah. I don't have to take a pill. It's this little stamp. Put it out. And oh, now I you just took it. Yeah. <gasps> it's going to boost my immune system. I was sneezing earlier. So I thought I needed a little bit of awesome. a boost. I Excuse sneezed it all the way to my car. I don't know why I was sneezing. Wow. <laughs> But now I can't talk, so you may have to talk for just a little bit. Okay, and we <laughs> love to uh, hear from all of you. So please uh, drop a little comment, hi, an emoji even. Tell us where you're from, if this is your first time watching. Uh, I got another cool email or somebody I met. No, I met this woman at church, and she said, oh, you guys are the ones with the podcast. My husband loves you guys. Oh, wow. Listens to you. Really? When did that happen? Where was I? You were, it was, yeah, we were in line for the movie. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Nice. We had wow. an amazing movie experience with 5,000 people at the church. Oh, was, that was so it good. It was out of control. We'll talk about that too. Okay. Yeah, a lot right. to talk about. Yeah, a lot to talk we about. Gotta, we got to get through the devotional first. Yes. Hey, Carrie. Nice to see you. Hi, Carrie. As you're joining, please let us know that you're watching and say hi. Let us know where you're watching from. That would be awesome. So let's read from our devotional from uh, Charles Spurgeon. It's called Morning by Morning. I'm not sure if you know that. Yes. And it's also from his pen. <laughs> the devotional by Charles Spurgeon. Yes. It's also from the pen. Of and Spurgeon. we're reading from today for July 24th. Today's the 24th. The reference is Exodus 14, 13, which says, stand firm and you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. Amen. Stand firm. Firm. And you will see the deliverance. From the pen of Charles Spurgeon, <laughs> he writes, this verse is God's command to you as a believer when you are in dire straits and extraordinary difficulties, when you cannot retreat or advance and are shut off to your right and to your left, what are you to do? The master's word to you is stand firm. At such times, it would be wise for you to listen only to your master's word. For some evil advisors will come to you with their suggestions. Mm -hmm. Despair will whisper, lay down and die, give up. But God would have you clothe yourself with cheerful courage and even in the worst of times to rejoice in his love and faithfulness. Cowardice will say, retreat, 
go back to the world's ways. You can't be success, be a successful Christian. It's too difficult. So relinquish your principles. Yet no matter how much Satan may argue you to follow this course, you cannot follow it if you are a child of God. So true. God's divine decree urges you to go from strength to strength. And so you and so you will. And neither death nor hell itself will be able to turn you from your course. So what if God commands you to be still for a while? It is designed to renew your strength for a greater advance in, near, in the near future. Urgency cries out to you, do something, get busy. To be still and to wait is nothing but sheer laziness. Your tendency will be to do something yourself at once instead of looking to the Lord. Remember, however, he will do everything when you are in this situation. Presumption will boast. If the sea is before you, march right into and expect a miracle. Right into it and expect a miracle. But faith never listens to presumption, despair, cowardice, or urgency. But here's God say, stand firm mm -hmm. and as immovable as a rock. So stand firm. Keep your posture of an upright soldier, ready for action and expecting further orders. Cheerfully and patiently await your commander's voice. For it will not be long before God will say to you, as distinctly as he spoke to Moses and the people of Israel, move on. Move on. <laughs> wow. That, uh, that is obviously something that J Pastor Jack Hibbs over at Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills, has yes. been starting the last messages when he is in Romans. Yes. He, hasn't been, he's, he kind of goes in and out of Romans. Um, talks about standing firm or being still hurry up and stand still hurry up and stand still <laughs> and uh oh, one of the hardest orders of all and so I, this is apparently is something for us that we need we need to be reminded of all the time oh i have to be reminded every day <laughs> because that's me who's like you're standing still you're lazy do something do something and i'm like no it's like the cartoon with the with the black uh, angel cherub and the white angel mm. like they're black and white little cherubs on the yep. shoulder yeah or it's actually the other one's red right the devil, the devil one's yeah. red <laughs> so they're they're just fighting in my head constantly saying stand still wait for the instructions of the lord and the other one's like do you gotta do something you're not doing enough why don't you ever mm. do enough come on you're just being lazy so this is an, a very important lesson for me you know i mean i I picked up on this early on as a, a police officer that um, that you know there are times when you rush into gunfire, and there's times where you don't. What's it called? Not stand back. It's called something else in police work, isn't it? Uh, fall back. Fall back or hold, hold. or you know ten twenty three, which is stand by. Stand by. Um, but it's interesting, and, I, and I'm thinking back. There were times where, uh, you know, I, I, I just mentioned the, uh, a couple episodes ago that uh, West Met Anaheim, which we drove by, right? The dealership where you bought the car oh. was right next to that West Anaheim <laughs> where this happened. But there was an active shooter inside, and when we got there, we got out of our cars, and we just ran inside the hospital. Okay. So there was no – it was just yeah. you got to get in there because there were a lot of people, and the guy was shooting, and we didn't know how many people were going to go down if we didn't get in there and stop it. But then I remember in Anaheim Hills, right around the corner here, some, you know, just not far from where we live, 
there was an active shooter inside his house. And in that case, we felt pretty strongly that he was by himself. So we didn't rush him because who was he shooting? I mean, he's probably, he could be shooting at us, but he was also shooting into the ceiling and just being, uh, okay. he was just crazy. So you have two active shooters, one we ran in and one we did not. Sure. And it's based on certain criteria, certain information you might have and that kind of stuff. And I think that's, in, that's kind of what we're learning here in this devotional is that there are times where I think God wants us to take action right away and, and jump Absolutely. in. Um, but there's times where we have to read the room, read the activity, get a sense for where we're at emotionally. And if maybe the worst thing we can do is to speak up right away is it, it could be because we're not in the right place with God. We haven't taken the time to pray. We haven't taken the time to, um, to listen for that soft, still voice. Right. So I think some of it has to do with where we're at emotionally. And, and this is also the instruction in Ephesians six about the armor of God is that we're not um, supposed to defeat Satan in yeah. our own strength, but we stand still and we stand firm. We have to do when you, we've done all we can to stand, stand, stand firm. Like the Lord, I think uses the word stand um, six times in that passage of Ephesians. So it's just, and this principle is getting repeated throughout scripture is that stand and see the victory of the Lord, the uh, fight, the, you know, the battle is the Lord's um, and we are to be still and wait for his instruction and how many times he has delivered us from evil um, and protected us by allowing him to take the lead. And it's so important to know and to practice that, like to not start anything new without um, being sure that it's from the Lord, or you could just be spinning your wheels and wasting your time. Right. Uh, Big decisions like uh, moving. Oh, that's a huge one. To uh, another state. That's not something that you need to rush into. Absolutely not. Still. No. And I think anytime we want to start a new project too, mm. I think, becomes really important. I told you I wanted to take this class and I've been just mulling it over. Um, uh, like if it, is it, is it the right time? Is it what the Lord wants me to do? I heard this great advice about learning to become a, you know, a better prayer warrior. And <laughs> this pastor went through this whole explanation of saying, okay, so you set aside time. We communicate with God all day, hopefully. But when you, when you're trying to set aside a particular time to pray every day, so as you sit there and you think to yourself, the first thing that happens to you is, should I read? Should I read scripture or should I not read? Should I pray out loud or should I pray silently? Should I pray for other people or should I pray for myself? Should I praise first? Maybe should I listen to the worship music? And that's like literally what happens to me. You run through this laundry list of stuff and you just can't stop. You know, you can't mm. stop the voices in your head. Um, but the pastor was saying, he's like, just do nothing. He's like, just literally sit there until you can hear from God. Read the word you know what i mean um yep. because it's that process of learning to be still it's very difficult it is it really is especially for people like us we it seem like we always feel like we have to do something yes um carry carry, oh yeah your dark angel must be visiting me yeah that that uh mean <laughs> angel that goes around telling you that you're lazy and don't do enough goes around everywhere unfortunately it's this weird, uh, it's this weird, it's such a difficult um, message when you hear it because 
um, sometimes we are not doing enough. So sometimes the message is to do more, <laughs> you know, and then sometimes it's just our flesh that just wants to run around to keep us from our purpose. And so I think it's actually one of the hardest um, messages that we could hear promptings because we don't know, is it our flesh or is it the Lord? Um, how do we, how do we know? How do we know the difference between I, his voice and our voice? Well, um, my friend that I connected with today after a very long time, she said, um, why did you come out publicly? Uh, what made you start the ministry? And I said, oh, I had no choice. <laughs> I mean, I tried to avoid the six months I, I fought with God over it. So I think it's same like our home church. Yeah. I think it's just you, you wait until you're sure it's the Lord. That's what I'm doing with this class. Even I'm just kind of like, I feel like it's the Lord's prompting, but I feel like I will know for sure if I wait. Wise choice. Right. Yeah. Um, what does the Jim Ryman have to say, which is the editor for this particular book that we're reading? One of the most difficult things to do in this busy day and age in which we live is to be still. Yet, if the people of old needed that encouragement, how much more do we need it today? Actually, the words are more than an encouragement. They are a command. Be still. And the following are two more passages where God commands stillness. Commune with your own heart upon your bed and be still. I didn't even remember that from the Psalms. That's Psalms 4.4. Commune with your own heart upon your bed and be still. And then the one we all know, be still and know that I am God, is Psalm 46.10. I heard that so much when I first came to Christ. Uh, at times, we as believers may need Jesus to do for us exactly what he did on the Sea of Galilee. He got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, quiet, be still. Then the wind died, and it was completely calm, Mark 4.39. Perhaps we need to be rebuked as well when the winds of our busy lives are so much louder than the Lord's small, still voice. Only then will we experience the calmness we so desperately need, enabling us to hear him. The sovereign Lord has opened my ears. Isaiah 55. Carrie says, if I'm not sure, I just start silently asking God to give me scripture and I wait. Oh, that's a great way. That is good. Uh, speaking of scripture. Let's read from Exodus 14, 13 through 15. Yes. And so Moses said to the people, do not be afraid. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians who you see today, you shall see again no more forever. The Lord will fight for you and you shall hold your peace. And the Lord said to Moses, why do you cry to me? Tell the children of Israel to go forward. It's when they're at the Red Sea. God's about to part it. And I love this, you shall hold your peace. Mm. I will fight and you get to have my peace. You will hold on to that peace. That's beautiful. Psalm 84, 7. They go from strength to strength. Each one appears before God in Zion. And that was, we did that, the Exodus. Yes, we did. We added it. Um, I think I got to do more of this being still and praying. Today was an odd day because I kept trying to do stuff. 
and, and nothing was coming out. You ever had those days like you almost yeah, like that's a, the day you gotta sit down and pray. You gotta stop. Yeah. <laughs> I had one of those days working on my intro video. I could not even come up with I, nothing. I was drawing blanks and and then I looked at a couple other things that I wanted to work on and nothing. It's just like one of those days like I could not yeah get get started on anything. And normally it, it'll kick in somewhere and I'll right. some something magical happens and God gives me, you know, the the keys to click on and the you know the things to do. But yeah, I I could not come up with anything today. Yeah. A really odd day. It's a good that's a good time. So you know to what stop. I did? What? I took a nap. Yeah. I took a nap. I took a nice little nap. That's actually what I usually do too, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, we like to pretend that we're holy and say that we just pick up the Bible and read until glorious thoughts come to our head. But usually we just fall asleep. I know. I should have this what I should have done. I should have, you know, listened to Carrie's advice and read some scripture. Yes. Just open up the Bible and see what God opens the Bible up to. Well, for sure. When I'm really struggling, I, but you're not supposed to do any mini, mini, mo. you know, like oh, no? they said, don't pick up the Bible and like point to a page. No, what? Uh, no, it's apparently, it's apparently time. a bad habit, but I used to do it all the time. <laughs> I thought it was really cute. I loved it. But now I just start in a chapter. I'm like, okay, I'm going to do John, mm. you know, I'm going to do a book of the Bible. Uh, and until I feel inspired, get an answer. Oh, why didn't you tell me this this whole time I've been opening up the book oh, have and you? seeing what God tells me? Well, I don't know. I don't know if it's like some old Christian uh, legend or something. <laughs> You're not supposed to do that. But actually, this pastor I was listening to this morning was like, and don't sit there and point your finger at a page and say, this is what God wants me to do today. And I was like, oh, oh, oh. okay. <laughs> I guess that kind of does sound like a little Ouija board kind yeah, of thing. See? Yeah, see? So Carrie said, no Bible roulette. Oh, <laughs> Yes. Hey Lisa Wood, nice to see you. Oh, she's hi, saying Lisa. hi to Carrie, and she said hi to us. Um, wow, I did not know that. Yeah, it is a little Ouija board. It is. It is now yeah. that I think about it. So I got to stop that too. Wow, I don't, I don't, I don't know. What and to I do mean, now. even when I'm like, I get a little conflicted even when I'm going to start the Bible. Uh, like, I just want to read, and I'm like, okay, Lord, are you? I just sit there for a minute and see if the Lord's leading me to a particular book. Mm. Um, and if not. Like I'm in John right now. So if he doesn't inspire me for a particular uh, scripture, I will go back and read John methodically um, as Pastor Jack always oh. recommends. Yeah. Um, so we had a busy day yesterday at church. Sunday we did. We were Calvary there for Chapel six and a half hours. Yes. We thought if we went to third service that we'd be able to stay in the sanctuary because they were playing uh, the movie at four following the third service Dumb um, idea. and um, they were playing uh, nefarious is the name of the movie. Uh, but no, they kicked us out. Yes. <laughs> they go, you guys got to get out and you got to go get in line. And he says, Oh, by the way, people have been out there standing in line since one since one And so, and so I went to the end of the line. Anyway, so <laughs> <what'd> you... <laughs> Come on now. Okay, so what'd you think of the movie? Well, we made it in we to did. the movie. And um, I thought the whole day was great. It was. Uh, it it caused me to be very, uh, what's the word? Pensive, where Pensive? I'm kind of quiet, sure. not talkative. I was yeah. in my head. Because the, the, the message was great yesterday, Pastor Jack's message. I watched two and a half services. 
because I loved it. I, I love the message. But um, but then Nefarious comes in, which kind of speaks a little bit to some of the things that Pastor Jack was talking about in the message. So then I completely forgot about the forgot the message, and then the the movie took over. Yes. Um, because so much of it is I've had those situations in a cell or in a, in a interview room where I'm sitting across somebody that's obviously, um, demonic. Nice. And, uh, it's maybe 10, 15 times one in particular almost is the, is the guy in the movie. Uh, I talked about yesterday, a rapist that I was in charge of in Anaheim, um, he reminded me a lot of the the character nefarious in the movie. Very much so. Very evil, crazy, mean, uh, just evil person. Um, but it was good. I, I I loved it. I loved the movie. I thought it was fantastic. It was good. What about you? What about your day yesterday? Uh, in whole between the message and then the movie. Yeah i I love the message. I love the focus on um, being a child of God and knowing that we are sealed into the day of redemption and all of the ways in which we could know that um, from Romans eight. I, and I love Romans. It's actually the book of the Bible that the Lord took me through when I first came to faith. Um, so that was awesome. And the movie, I slept a little in the beginning. What? You didn't know. I, your head was resting on my shoulder, but I didn't, I didn't. You, you could tell, doesn't you say my head gets heavy? It does. It, it, got, it got really heavy. <laughs> it got really it was heavy. like a bowling ball sitting on my shoulder. And then I woke up. <laughs> And then the rest of it was amazing. <laughs> yes. It was so good. And then the interview afterwards with the creator, the, uh, that was great the writer, um, he used this description in both uh, his message earlier in the day and then with his interview, which I think is one of the most important things that he's taught me as my mentor, Pastor Jack, as a, as a, huh? as a yes. mentor or teacher. And that is that, Unless we accept the Holy Spirit in our inside of us, unless we draw him in and fill that the void, if if you allow that void to be empty of the Holy Spirit, it'll be filled by something else. Right. Something of the world, something demonic. And uh that was that's so good right. for me. That it's you, you want to, and I, I want to say that maybe this may be wrong for saying this, but if you're not in the word constantly, if you're not praying, if you're not thinking about what Jesus would do, if you're not, you know, asking to hear the Holy Spirit, if you're not, you know, reading devotionals on a regular basis or sharing with your spouse and praying together, that the, your faith will evaporate like water. If you look at it as a cup of water, like you oh, did, like, sure. like it evaporates. And it starts to diminish, and then there's there's like a gas. and there's the opportunity for something to fill that that space for sure. So you want to make sure that you're staying on top of that evaporation um, and filling that void that is made through, you know, doing nothing. I had a very um, wonderful discussion with a mutual friend of ours that is also struggling with her young daughter, who's much younger mm. uh, than Zara. She's ten. Um, but same, similar kind of struggles. And so uh, I had the opportunity to go to say to her, hey, by the way, do you guys go to church? And she's like, funny, you should ask that. But no, and we're going to start. My husband's now refusing, but I'm going to go. I told my daughter she has to come with me. And I was like, you know, first of all, and she says that what prompted it 
was the son had friends that told him and the son was is 12 saying, you know, you're going to go to hell if you don't go to church. <laughs> and the boy's like, mom, what's the church thing? I want to go to church. I want to find out my friends are telling me I'm going to go to hell. And she's like, OK, so let's go to church. <laughs> um, so I thought that was awesome. It was awesome. So they're going to start going to church, but uh, they have not been. And it is in dire circumstances when we're pleading with God uh, to help um, that our lives get turned around. And I told her, I said, you know, you may not be able to get your daughter there all the time. And I said that in and of itself will be a battle. Um, God willing, she will come but don't worry it'll plant seeds but and the most important part is it'll help you yeah. <laughs> you know, most importantly it'll give you the rock on which you stand on right um so it was cool to be able to talk about that with her awesome uh carrie says she goes to genesis there you go can't ever go wrong genesis <laughs> 1 through 11 beginning of the universe awesome elisa says she starts every morning with a daily devotional, and today was Tozier. It's funny, in the morning, I don't read this one because we read it together later on, um, but I do devotionals on my Bible app. So um, I'm going to start, uh, the one I'm in right now is Gratitude, but I'm going to start one by some um, African preacher that looks really interesting, um, wild, radical prayers or wild prayers or something. Yeah. Um, so that's my next one. Sounds interesting. Lisa says. After she watched a discussion on YouTube last night, she bought the film Nefarious. Um, and uh, she'd seen it twice already, but wanted to support the film. Oh, that's awesome. Which is great. Yeah. Pastor Jack uh, suggested that anybody who can um, just purchase it, whether you've seen it or not. To, right. To help. And it, can you gift movie rentals to a friend? That's it. Yeah, he said that that's a possibility. He, he didn't know for sure. Yeah. Should be able to. Because you can gift anything else. Right. But yeah, but yeah, just to purchase it. Um, Carrie says. Yes. Keep filled on the word daily, sometimes all day. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I should have done today. I was just so I could not. I sat in that chair. I did a bunch of other stuff. I answered a couple of emails and tried to get a video to work that one of our clients had sent us and stuff like that. But overall, I had a very uncreative day that, that didn't create anything. to um, Lisa says. Uh, I go to Psalms and pray. Oh, that's good. Nice. What's the other um, strategy? Is it go through each one of the, is it Psalms or is it, what's the other one? Uh, Proverbs. Proverbs. Yeah. Go through a proverb every day. A proverb or a Psalm every yep. day. Yeah, absolutely. Or both. And Carrie said, that's a good idea. Hit here. <laughs> uh, Hi, Kate. Oh, there's Kate. Yeah, sorry, going through the messages. Oh, she can't get it. He, uh, she can't get it in Australia. Oh, nefarious. Yeah. Oh, Why that's not? a bummer. Because it's can we it to Because it's religious. I don't know. Yeah. Send send it through the airwaves. I wonder why. That's weird. Um. Well, like we were saying, that you know, there's some things going on in Australia, like Canada, that are just a little bit beyond uh, where we're at. What uh, what app is it on? Is it on Apple? They said Amazon. Amazon. Amazon Prime, is what I understand. Uh, Carrie said. She didn't watch Nefarious. I lived in the occult surrounded by demons before Jesus. Oh, no. <laughs> PTSD. Didn't want to see that. I've, I, I get it. Uh, she said she tried Amazon, but can't find it. Uh, hmm. I thought it was, they were saying last night it was on Amazon. So maybe in Australia, it's on some other platform. 
Who knows? Uh, yeah. Everybody has these different things that uh, you can't can't do. I know that some of my Facebook uh, uh, posts that involve video that has you know some of the the music that I've I've licensed. Uh huh. I purchased license for won't play in some countries. It tells me it says this video will not play in oh. whatever Afghanistan or something like that. Fascinating. Um, because of some rules or laws that they have. But all my stuff is license free. I, I don't use any music that's not uh, that's not free. Um, so, which one of the things did you want to talk about first? Is it the uh, the Sal? Okay. So yesterday we were at church and um, two gentlemen come up to Andy. I wasn't there at the time uh, uh, telling them about their run-in with a Muslim man and the questions that he asked him and asking to speak to me. So when I got back to where Andy was, uh, we called him over. And so really interesting. It was about uh, two Chronicles 38. Um, and so what this young man had done, um, he had he had left Christianity, went to Islam and then was challenging these two men who were strong believers. Um, I just think he was trying to he was trying to catch him up on certain technicalities. So he asked him a question about a piece of scripture about uh, one of the old kings of the Israelites about whether he was 18 or eight when he when he ruled. And apparently there's a discrepancy based on the translations of the Hebrew word eight um, that accounts for a different um, uh, translation of the word either as eight or 18. So that was a solution. These men didn't know that at the time. So they wanted to be able to pass my contact information, my website over to this man to see if he's willing to talk to me. So in the middle of the night last night, I have a dream about these two men and I am talking to them. And the Lord is telling me, um, talk to Oscar. The guy's name is Oscar about abrogation. And I was like, abrogation. That's it. Abrogation. Because. <laughs> Because and I was like, I, I, and I was like, oh, only the Lord could be that brilliant. And so I woke up in the morning and I was like, and I got an email from Sal saying that he 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 had texted me um, their conversation about uh, about me and about whether they he was willing to talk to me, and and it was literally. And I wrote him back. I was like, you got to give me his phone number because the Lord told me what to talk to him about. So um, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. And he said, the guy who had converted, says, just so you know, she's not going to convert me. And I was like, well, obviously, I'm not doing the converting. So <laughs> there's nothing to worry about there. But I do want to have this conversation because the Lord's put on my heart what to say. And yeah. I don't usually get messages in dreams because I can't remember my dreams. Right. But this one was very clear. Wow. Yes. I want one of those. That was awesome. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> um, so you had a friend called you today from Washington, D.C. Yes. What's well, well, so my friend um, is a brilliant scholar. She's writing a book, and now she's writing a long um, uh, article for a scholastic publication about Muslims who leave um, Islam for Christianity. And so she wanted to interview me. She contacted me about three months ago and then like kind of dropped off the radar I see on LinkedIn, she got a job at the State Department. So I messaged her and I was like, oh my God, I'm so happy for you. Anything I could do to help you, please let me know. And um, I guess we're not going to do the article anymore. Um, and then she reached back out and she said, no, 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 absolutely. I still want to do the article. 
And we had this amazing conversation about um, why I left Islam and uh, that she is actually moving towards becoming a Christian herself. And she has such a command. She's an Arab, Jordanian, such a command of the Arabic language that she 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 can um, argue with the best of them about the Quran because she knows literally every single word and in its interpretation. And she just was rattling off to me. She goes, let me take a couple of subjects with you. She's like, what about adultery? Jesus says he who has committed the first sin cast the first stone. Mercy. It's all about mercy. She says in Islam, they said, kill them where they stand. Show them no mercy. Why would I want to be in a religion that says kill them? They have no mercy versus the God that has mercy. Um, <laughs> she's like, it's just Islam was a horrible religion. She was she's always been very anti um, religion, mm. uh, but it seems like she, she's also fallen in love with a Christian man. So um, <laughs> I'm praying for her. I'm praying for her. It was it was an awesome experience. Wow. How did she uh, react when you told her what your life is like now that you are <laughs> married and have six kids? She laughed her head off. She's like, so what are you doing now? She's like, what's a typical day? And I was like, well, I'm, I'm actually a housewife now. She's like, I, I help with my husband's business. And then I take my daughter to school and then we make dinner for the kids. And she's just like laughing holding her stomach, laughing in the chair. She's like, are you kidding me? And I was like, no, I am dead serious. She's like, you know what? That doesn't sound too bad. She's like, I don't think I'd mind doing that. She's 46 and never been married. Mm. So she's looking forward to that stage too. So we pray. And I told her the sinner's prayer. And I said that, you know, when you're ready, please let me know anything I could do. Um, uh, just, you know, give your life to Christ. Let him know that you accept him as your Lord and Savior. And that's all you got to do. So. It was awesome. Nice. Um, that is really cool. I like meeting your friends Aww. from back then. Right? Yeah, the old the old friends. I got a couple more I'd like you to meet. My friends, they know. <laughs> they all have the, the same, very similar reaction. <laughs> <laughs> like, wait, what? What's going on? Uh, but they're all super nice. I, I've uh, yet to, make a, to meet one of your friends from the past who doesn't love you Aww. and um, that aren't nice people. Yeah, the ones that the ones that love me that I would still communicate with. Yeah, <laughs> I told her about it, my experience, how everybody just abandoned me like I was dead. She's like, "No, Are you serious?" And I was like, "Yeah." She's like, "Ah, Muslims." She's like, "They're so cold. They're so hard-hearted." And I said, "Yeah, it's really. It was shocking. It was really difficult." Yeah, except for your parents. Except for my parents. And they're amazing. Yes. Um with uh just something came to me i had something else i was going to talk about so sorry i'm gonna i'm gonna switch to something that just came to me when we said your parents so your your father passed away not too long ago it's been about a year now right yeah it's been a, coming a, up a little, on two years coming up year on two years um and so now you have your mom yes and uh you don't have to answer this or respond at all but um how do you think this devotional would help with some of the difficulties you have with communication with your mom you meaning stand still yeah <laughs> i mean is this something that kind of speaks to that because your mom just has a trouble remembering things yes and uh staying on topic you know clearly and we'll jump to something that's non non a non sequitur from time to time that can be frustrating well see i think the problem for me is that um 
it's usually she directs a question at me. So if I could just stay silent and smile, I'd be great. Mm. But it's because there are, I am bombarded with questions that she expects an answer for. That's when we get into trouble. Oh. Um, and it's even, it's the tone of my voice. It's the fact that I have to repeat myself several times. Um, like the, the argument the other day started with, I said, um, she asked if my, um, my brother's ex-wife or first wife knew that um, my aunt had passed. And I said, I don't know, but I texted her. And she's like, you did what? And I repeated the word texted five times, but she couldn't understand me. You know, she couldn't hear me. She's historically had a problem with the tone the pitch of my voice. Um, and so I, I, I didn't get loud. I, I just kept repeating it. And then the last time I did it, I kind of tried to like uh, overemphasize my mouth, like texted so that she could yeah. read my lips. And then she looks at me, she's like, why are you making those faces? <laughs> and my daughter, my daughter looked, so I looked at me and then looked at her and she's like, oh, this ain't going anywhere good right now. Because <laughs> hey, hey, she just, she just watched the whole thing. She's like, she, Papa, she repeated it five times, you know, like she's just trying to do, I'm like, I'm trying to help without getting angry and without being rude. But you know what I mean? So it's like, there's this dialogue yeah. and I, um, I've just got to get better at it. I just think it's important because I mean, people our age or even maybe even a little bit younger have parents that are up in those older yes. ages, the eighties and, and whatnot. And, and some of them are as spry and quick witted as they've ever been. Wow. Yeah. You know? so and, but then you have others that like my, my mom lost, uh, you know, she was going through dementia and uh, confused, you know, uh, Courtney for, her mom or confused her for other people, like even my brother's wife. Courtney. Oh yeah. That's and so it was a uh, pretty, but it can be difficult. It's um, uh, we were talking about the other day is that we, you know, if we're talking about our parents, we remember our parents being strong working um, people right. that helped us with decisions and that were seemingly some of the smartest people that we knew. Right. Because we believe they were because they were our parents. But now it's, it's, it's not that way. Yes. And uh, I'm I wondering if, if, if part of it is a, a, a sadness that we, sadness. We get frustrated. It makes the us even more fresh. Yeah. yeah. For sure. So I, I think, especially with, with where we're at in our faith, I, I think that that's where we need to fall on uh, through love and grace, uh, even though it can be difficult. So I think this, this devotional is important for that. To be able to be still, yes, uh, and not. But how do you? How would you do that if you can't uh, leave the room? <laughs> I don't know. I try to take some of these things like how can I use this on my in in my day, yes. you know. And I think that, that that definitely is something that would be important to learn when somebody's frustrating you is to stop. But if they won't stop. Yeah, you know how they say that there's the wives that chase the men husbands around the room when they're like fighting, uh -huh. you know, like and my mom's kind of like that with me. So <laughs> it's like, I, I I know full well, I must control myself and I need to stop talking. So I'll walk out of the room. Mm. Um, but then that usually leads to a little, little cat and mouse. Game <laughs> <around the front laughs> well, you, I've seen you, are you 
you walk like a gazelle. Like you're you're running like she can never keep up with you. No. So but but I end up in another location in the house and then the conversation continues. You gotta go out the front door. Yeah. And shut the door. Uh oh, Car- Carrie's asking, do you have I ever taken Sigma Six classes? I have no idea what that is. Yeah, what is Sigma Six? You have to give us a little yeah. um description, Carrie. Or we do a search on Google, but then we'd have to read and then we'd be silent. <laughs> Um, so Let's back just, to my other question. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Um, uh, so today we, uh, it was just a day in the life is all I'm going to today. We dropped off or I dropped off our two daughters, uh, who are on the same cheer team, so cute. high school I cheer team. It. They're on, on, uh, El Dorado's high school cheer team and, uh, going to camp for four days. Yes. And I got there to drop them off. And uh, I'm trying to figure out how to say this and not, there's no other way. So I get there uh-huh. and there's parents there. Yes. There's a couple dads, but mostly moms. And some of these moms, I, I believe that they, they believe. Enjoying their youth. Yeah. Living I, vicariously I, for their children. Yeah, but they wear less clothes than their, their <laughs> kids. Listen, and I'm not a prude. <laughs> I mean, my, if you knew me, I mean, it was like, you know, it was like, but even I was like, 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 but what were you thinking there? Why are you not? I mean, just we're having enough trouble with the sexuality of, of our kids in schools. And then, and then it's just a fashion. But now. it was like, it, it was, it's interesting. <laughs> I mean, it was just like, I go, wow. I mean, do you not know that there's, you might as well be naked? Oh, it was that bad. Yeah. Wow. Like I said, and I'm not, I'm not trying to be like a, an old fuddy duddy or, or fart or yeah. anything like that, but I just, I don't know. I just like, I, maybe it's a little bit of my sense that uh, this, uh, this stuff that's happening in our schools is the sexualization of our kids and that kind of stuff. It, it, it we don't now need, you know, the parents <laughs> to, 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 you know, to become to school as strippers. <laughs> oh, you know, become, you know what I mean? You're becoming a Pharisee, huh? Am I? Am I? I don't know. So I mean, that's why I, I, I look so inappropriate. <laughs> I'm questioning myself, but I mean, it was like she was in her underwear oh. at, at the, you know, at the at the, wow. the, the bus drop off. Oh, two no. of them, wow. two separate, you know. And I just kind of laughed at myself because I'm driving away. I go, okay, what's Andy? Andy. And I go, what what's going on? And I, but I like it. Yeah. <laughs> I just came home and told you, I said, you can see everything. I mean, there was not, not nothing you couldn't see. Nothing left to the imagination. Yeah. No. No. But I think that that's just part of the degradation of our society, right? It mm. just becomes like Sodom and Gomorrah, where it's not just the children they're after. The adults are mimicking the children. Uh, and it's, it's just kind of a... Yeah, but I don't know. I feel like, you know, the, the parents of the kids that would go and see Elvis, you know, you know, gyrating and saying, Oh my gosh, you know, covering their eyes and that kind of stuff. But now we see that and it's not that big of a deal. Right. And he's like, Oh, it's just Elvis Presley doing his moves. It didn't, it doesn't look really necessarily sexual. Right. Um, but yeah. So I felt like, am I one of those guys? I, I don't know. I wish you would have been there and I couldn't take a picture because that would have been really bad to, to send you like, Hey, check this chick out. Like I couldn't do that. That would have been bad. That would have been weird, but I wish you did. 
<laughs> don't right. be judgy. I know. I don't know. I just felt really funny when I left. Like, Eddie, you're being Are you going to really tell everybody your weird, your weird phone call you got today? Oh, I can't do that, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I already put that out of my mind. <laughs> uh, Carrie says. The term Six Sigma refers to a statistical measure of how far a process deviates from perfection. No idea what that means, Carrie. Yeah, I want to check that out. Yeah. It sounds like something that you would know. What? I don't know why. It just seems like it's something. No, Carrie's way smarter than me. It's probably one of those <laughs> bizarrely intellectual things <laughs> that, are, that would fly over my head. I am uh, remarkably um, uh, oblivious to certain regular things. Like I, I often don't get jokes. I don't get common sense expressions mm. too. I can get lost in a parking lot in Walmart. Um, so I don't know, maybe above my like my social IQ. <laughs> we'll see. Oh, look, Lisa already Googled it and sent us a link. Thank uh, you, Lisa. <laughs> Lisa's amazing. She's like our assistant sometimes. <laughs> so we're eating dinner today and uh, <laughs> and my phone rings and it says, I forget what it said. It's like an unrecognized number. Normally I don't answer those numbers. But yeah, it, but it, it, actually Andy never answers his phone. I, I, I never answer my phone. But it was um and not in the middle of a movie. Was it was it a there's gotta be a reason why he answered it? I think it was a 714 number is the reason. Uh hold on. I just want to see. I don't know why. No, it was like no caller ID. So uh, it was no caller ID. And when the girls are away, sometimes oh, okay. their phones die or they have they they their phones get taken. Sure. And so there was a little bit of me thinking, is this one of the kids calling um, on somebody else's phone or something that I just don't have? So I go, so that's why I was a little bit like, nah, I shouldn't have, but maybe I should. So I answered it and it was this dude and uh, this dude named Steve. I can say Steve because nobody knows. Yeah. But Steve says, um, hey, uh, can you talk? <laughs> and I go, I guess so. I mean, <laughs> I have, I have nothing to hide now. So, um, and he says, uh, did you, uh, did you used to date this woman? And this gave the name. I'm not going to give her name. Yeah. Um, and then, um, I did. And it was at a very bad time that, uh, you know, of my life that I was doing that. And he says, you know, uh, I've been with her for did seven he ask years. You about that? Did he mention that at all? Did he know that you were, going through the separation at yeah. the time. I don't think so. Okay. He didn't know anything. I mean, he just wanted to know what my experiences was with this woman. Yeah. That he was asking me about. <laughs> so random. Can you imagine? Can you imagine getting a phone call from somebody's current love interest being like, okay, you guys went out eight years ago. Like, yeah. What happened? It was actually 2015. I thought somebody was calling for a job uh, referral. Oh. I thought it was one of your employees asking for a, oh, no. a job referral. You yeah. know, like a, what is that called? A, a employment verification. Yeah, yeah. No, and he wanted me to know. He goes, I, from what I remember, from my, something that I saw in her, her phone from years ago, you guys were like dating or were together. And he says somewhere around 2015, 2016. And, that, and that's, that was true. And he goes, I just was wondering what your experience was. And I go, well, we didn't, we weren't together very long. <laughs> it was just, was not a good, it was not a healthy relationship is what I told him. Yeah. And he goes, oh, that makes total sense. Oh, and he didn't even press you on that comment. No. He goes, yeah, that's, that's kind of why I wanted to hear your, your thoughts about what I'm going through. So bizarre folks. Because it was just not, 
I go, it just wasn't a healthy relationship. So we didn't, we didn't stay together. And he goes, okay. And he, he, he sounded really nervous. And that's an awkward phone call. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, the interesting part that you brought up is that, that you thought maybe my ex-wife had somehow put somebody put, up, put, to, put somebody up to call me yes. about this said situation. Yes. So because just a couple of months ago, she had asked me, did you know that Andy had been with so-and-so? And I was like, yes, I did. And she's like, how could you be with a guy like that? And I said, you know what? The things I have done. This life, <laughs> I said, if the Lord can't forgive me, you know, if he can forgive me, he can right. sure forgive Andy. So who am I to judge? Uh, and that was just, she was not happy with that response. No. So I think one important thing, we're, we're getting, bringing this up is as we do our life. <laughs> our but, life for Jesus. But um, I, the I, past can keep creeping up on you. Yeah. But I, I, I just love how that just seems number one. I'm, I'm not saying this as an escape from my past because I'm, I'm Andy and I was Andy then I'm Andy now, but that's, it really does feel like, you know, part of the things that I ask God to forgive me for this might be one of those things, one of those areas, well, definitely times, times of my life. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, that, you know, that we're not, we're not supposed to love any of the bad things we've done and we are not supposed to dwell glorify them or, or glorify them or dwell on the things right. when, when we've, we've asked for forgiveness, we've asked God to forgive us. We've forgiven ourselves that, that that's one of the things that we're supposed to do. And I think that's one of the things that I was going to say pisses people off. I'm not going to say that because that'd be bad to say on a Christian devotional. Mm -hmm. that, that's one thing that upsets people. Yes. That the Christian, the, oh, you're Christian now, so now you think you can just <laughs> wipe that whole. Well, I'm not. It's it's it, actually it, yes. It, it, it exists. It happened. It's something that I've learned from. It's something that's part of my past that I can use as a testimony. But God has forgiven me, and I've learned to forgive myself. And yes. and so it's it's kind of one of those things that we need it's to kind of a on. cool thing. It's kind of a cool thing about yeah. being a Christ follower. It's um, great to be able to have that discussion with you too, and oh, not is not say. run out of the room. Not that I didn't have that thought, but you know, in my past, I might have run out of the room. Like, hey, can you hold on one second? Hold on. Hey, sorry, <laughs> sorry, she knows I got to talk to one of my lawyer clients. <laughs> you go, but I talk to your lawyer client. No. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, what, what do I gonna do? So I think that the way that God works, that the having the faith that we have now is that we we clearly understand our past and who we were. Yes, I understand your past and who you were and the things you went through. Um, and it, it's all it's been so liberating. Done. It is. I gotta say, it's really liberating. <laughs> it's really liberating to be uh, like that kind of peace and freedom only comes from Christ, mm. because we've talked about it many times that the the whole cat and mouse game, the hiding game, the duplicity, the uh, multiple lives that you're running, the 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 theater that is life without Christ, mm. um, all of that went away, and being able to love one another and realize that we absolutely 100% believe that those, that shame and that sin is under, um, was nailed to the cross. Mm. And if you can't, um, if you can't accept that about your significant other, it becomes very difficult. Yep. It becomes very difficult. And it's just, um, it's just really nice to have all of that out in the open. And I know uh, I've had friends who's, who've, um, one of them, either the husband or the wife had cheated and, and decided 
that they would immerse themselves uh, in in their faith oh. and were able to overcome the past nice. um, and live a, a happy marriage after that. I, I know at least three. That wow. And so that's how powerful the relationship with God is. Don't, that it, don't try that. No. <laughs> I don't, you, want, you don't want me to test it, test the theory? I, I, I wouldn't if I were you. I, have no I let your bed on fire I have no, with you in it. I have no desire. What? God wouldn't stop you? No. That's not where you would say, okay, I need to be still. No. I need to be still. No. I need to put the match down and the gasoline. No, gunpowder and lead. <laughs> Just saying. <sighs> Past but, the past, uh, the not the future. No, but I know that these couples are amazing. I and mean, I think you may even know one or two of them if I'm trying to think of who all of them are. But, um, you know, that, that's been, it's been powerful. But see, that's the thing, though. It, it could be completely different circumstances. Mm -hmm. Where were they in their walk of Christ when it happened? Yep. How old were they when they married? You know what I mean? Like, were their children involved? Was the wife sick for a while? I mean, like, we don't have any of those circumstances. We both got married after we had made a mess behind us. Like we have no excuse to make another mess. Like the, we are out of mea culpa. I'm sorry. Excuses. You know what I mean? So I you totally know, you know, this, get that so some other couples can be, you know, the scenes of the, of the movies where you got this, you know, the, the man or, you know, the, the hero of this, of the story walking through a town that's been destroyed by the aliens. Right. And he's walking through and he's like leaving that town. That's kind of like our past. yes, <laughs> yes. So we can't claim like, honey, I didn't, I didn't know. Oh my God, it just kind of crept up on me, and be like, no, that's, <laughs> we can't. Neither of us are going to get away with that. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, no, no shakes. You have nothing to worry about. Um. Let's see. You are Wait, not alone. Uh, oh, this one? Yeah, that's really funny. He says <laughs> that her, uh, hus her husband's ex did the same and still does 45 <laughs> years later. Wait, what? 45 years later. Your, uh, your husband's ex still bothers you guys? That's bananas. <laughs> oh, my goodness. He says that I have great uh, wisdom. Great wisdom, man. Yeah, well, wisdom sometimes comes through a lot of pain and disasters <laughs> yes lisa says uh she agrees freedom with being crucified with christ amen yes. oh and lisa also asked if you ever talk to your kids actually about forgiveness remember that we were talking about the mm -hmm. other day but um his uh sons are not back yet so yeah no nope. they're still in montana with mom and andy has this road trip coming up at the end of august so yep. there may be all kinds of interesting conversations happening <laughs> yeah Okay, it's 55 minutes, babe. What? Yeah. I, don't know, I have like three more stories. Oh, no. You got to save them for tomorrow. All right. <laughs> All right, my friends. Hey, I like I do. I like this little. little my little halo? Yeah, I like this little shininess <laughs> on the side of your hair. It, it actually does match your shirt. Doesn't it? Yeah. All right, my friends. We love you guys. Thank you. God bless. Uh, God you bless all. you. <laughs> yes. And your families. May so, God's grace shine upon you. Yeah, sorry. I it's too hard to explain. I was trying to do something and I ended up making a mistake. All right, my friends, we love you. God bless. Good night. Take care. Bye. Bye.